Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to our January 2023 Explorer Call one week early. I'm Janine Stanley, the Director of Customer Communications here at IRA, and I appreciate everyone coming to this very special call. We have quite a lineup for you tonight. We are joined by our Vice President of Marketing, Sandy Marcus. Hello, Sandy. Hi, Janine. Hi, everybody. And we have uh, Savannah Massey, who will be joining us shortly. She's our uh, Vice President of Service Delivery. And we have, of course, our CEO, Troy Attilio, who I will bring on momentarily. But hi, Troy. Hello, Explorers. Hey. Thanks for the introduction. Hello, everybody. Ah, there's Savannah. Excellent. Hello. And we also have our erstwhile producer, Sid. Hey, Sid. Welcome to 2023. Welcome to 2023. (laughs) Well, we have quite an audience out there, and I wonder why. Um, I have a couple news items first, one of which you will find very exciting. But first of all, I want to remind everyone, if you participated in our IRA Points program in 2022 with our amazing access partner, Starbucks, you will have through the, I'm sorry, through the 31st of January, very important date here at IRA, to redeem your your points from 2022. You can go to our website. I believe you can get that redemption link at ira.io slash ira-points. I believe it will be on that page. And if you have any concerns with your points, any questions, you can send us an email, rewards at ira.io. That's R-E-W-A-R-D-S at ira.io. I-O. So that is our Starbucks Rewards program. And now for the big announcement. Well, we have been monitoring all of our social channels, all of the conversations that you all have been having since Monday and throughout the day, of course, on Monday since our announcement. And one of the things that we've observed is that uh, the add-on minute pricing is an issue, let's just say. Well, we have good news for you. Because we are observant and because we understand what you're telling us about that pricing, that you were not expecting it to be as it is, we are rolling back those prices to their original pricing. And that is active as of now through January 31st. So if you would like to purchase some add-on minutes, bump up your account with them, go for it because the prices are now back to their 2022 levels for add-on and what we're in the future calling purchased minutes. So the prices of those are going to be, and let me make sure I get this right, $25 for 30 minutes, $50 for 50 minutes, And I believe it's $90 for 100 minutes. Somebody can correct me on that. Uh, But those will be the prices through January 31st. So if you want minutes, now's the time to get them. And you can buy as many as your heart desires, right, Troy? Absolutely. Well, I am now going to turn this next portion of the show over to our CEO, Troy Attilio, to talk about... uh, the topic near and dear to everyone's heart right now, yes. plans, pricing, yes. and IRA. My only wish is that I was in person or I could look out on the audience. So I'm going to have to imagine everyone's faces. So here we go. So we're going to spend the next 
uh, let's call it 15, maybe 20 minutes discussing changes to subscriber pricing. If you're someone who gets it and it's okay, like just bear with us, there is really a bigger picture to talk about here. And so I'll, I'll cover that at the end. And um, I'll start with saying what kind of Janine said. The pricing changes have largely been received positively, like on a numbers basis, but there is of course a lot of passion and some negative reactions on social media. So I'm gonna cover this big picture and then a few brass tacks and then take some questions. So if you'll um, allow me, I'm gonna take us on a little journey um, just to kind of set this up that, you know, way back when, and uh, it was interesting preparing for this, you know, cause I kind of got to this fundamental question, you know, why is Ira raising prices? Yes, we talked about it before, but I get to go all the way back seven years ago, I think it's seven, maybe, what do we eight. say? Eight. Eight. eight, very when, soon uh, to be eight. When, in 2015, when uh, some of you remember Saman, Saman Kanaganti, um, he and I worked together at Intuit, but you know he gets all the credit for coming up with kind of this combination of Google Glass, remote assistance, input from the community. Um, you know, I worked with Saman at Intuit, makers of TurboTax, and he got me hooked, right? So he got you guys hooked, he got me hooked. Um, and early on, I was involved as a seed investor because I thought, hey, this is this is really pretty, pretty interesting. And frankly, it, you know, a novel idea. And I was an early advisor. And, you know, it was so good I had to join. I think you guys know I was the chief operating officer. So pricing and operations have always been near and dear to my heart. Um, and in this journey, I can say that everyone we've hired and engaged to work at IRA is here for the mission. In fact, there's a little screening test. Don't don't shout it out too loudly, but if during our interview process, whether it's agents or, or anyone else, you're not here for the mission, like and you go, well, why would someone join our role? Like, you know, it's a it's a good tech company. There's lots of reasons to join a company. But if you don't, if you're not here for the mission and to create a service, you know, that provides with we think independence or helps with independence autonomy and privacy and security is core, then, then you're not right for the company. And I mentioned this because as later I'll reference some of the, some of the comments on social, you know, bruised our heart a little bit because they kind of question our, our, our purpose and like, you know, our, our integrity perhaps. Um, I get it though. I, I, I get why, you know, and, and we'll talk about that, but I just wanted to, you know, first reflect on that. And, um, so the, here we are on this journey. You know, we got some on. We're 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 rolling early with subscriptions and and glasses, and you know, in 2018, I think you know, we we took on a new CEO, Mike Randall. He brought experience and knowledge from Facebook, Yahoo, Snapchat. If you didn't know, really great guy. And Mike kind of took a different attack. He said, "Look, we need to grow this as fast and at all costs." And we're venture back, so the cost isn't as big of a a factor, and that's why you saw such a heavy, heavy investment in free, in five-minute free, unlimited five-minute free. Um, all the while, Ira had paid pricing, still has paid pricing, and we started engaging with corporations and government in 2018. Um, but it's worth kind of stopping there and just realizing that the consumer pricing has has not dramatically changed, if at all, since 2018, and that's that's a while back. You might think of who was president, you know, in 2017, or like, you know, just think about how long ago that was. Um, okay, so there we are, 2018. In 2020, I think you all know, um, we, we went through a big restructure and 
you know, it's it's because we lost the support of the venture community. We, you know, we we couldn't continue with venture money. And myself and many of the employees at Iris said, this thing has to continue. We can't look away. It is, it is too powerful. We are just getting started. We have to find another path, you know, to grow the service. And I um I happily volunteered and I always tell everyone this is the greatest job I've ever had. I didn't know how great it would be to be the CEO of IRA at a, you know, from a turnaround perspective, but it's just been so exciting to see us, you know, persevere and now grow. Um, but I always said we would be a pragmatic company. Um, I would make pragmatic decisions. And, you know, our mission is to operate sustainably, which, you know, is a code word for the long run. And, you know, our principles, our internal principles are all aligned about this. And, um, and, and off we went, not even knowing that COVID would hit, that, that was a whole nother, uh, fun surprise. You know, when you, when you take the chair of a, of a new, of a new venture, if you will, but yeah, as we know, any organization, profit, nonprofit has to take in more money than it spends. And, and Ira is no different. Um, and just to review some of the earliest changes we made that weren't popular in its time was reducing unlimited free calls and exiting the hardware business and focusing on access sales. That might've been popular, but certainly removing the glasses. And it really is about focusing on our core. And I think that vision and that idea has shown fruit because you know, we learned that there are other companies that will fill the gaps that have the passion for that specific piece. And that's you know, in part embodied with our um, you know, partnership with Envision. Right. So the glasses have come back, but I think better and stronger. Um, I also told you that we believe, I believe that access is a right. And I, and I know many of you feel the same way. I've talked with many of you. And um, as a provider of the service of visual interpretation, um, we think, and you tell us it's pretty useful and powerful. And um, as I'll describe a little more, this pricing change, which we talked about a long time ago is here to make it more powerful, more useful, um, because it is part of a larger uh, set of steps, which, which I've described, but I'm gonna strive again. So just a little more about what's happened between 2020 and now, um, especially in the last year, you, you, you're starting to see some of the benefit of investments in IRA. And investments are either people or software or things that we do. Um, we've added, We've added a, a laptop, a desktop solution, because many of you told us, hey, I use Ira a lot at my desktop. I don't like to have to, you know, call on the phone and get TeamViewer and other solutions cumbersome. So we, we created that. Many of you said, hey, I want glasses back. And we said, all right, we're going to write some software to make it possible for third parties like Envision to integrate with us. We fired some new powerful talent, including Savannah, who's going to be talking, who Again, came from Starbucks, so she has a ton of operational experience, but she's also an accessibility expert, you know, very passionate, very influential internally even, right? So she's, um, she's definitely changed how we think internally. Uh, we added a product manager, a CTO, the list goes on. And I think many of you will agree that while maybe wait times and access to agents were a little challenging in the beginning of 2022, um, we know from the data that we've turned the corner, you know, response time has definitely improved. So we continue to invest. But 
back to pricing. So the complication is it remains you know, sustainable. We have to make sound economic choices. So I'm reminding, and, and we at the same time, we want the support and the continued conversation with the community. So we chose to pre-announce the pricing changes so that we could all mentally prepare. Um, we also announced we're reducing free. So ultimately we talked about how those values will align with the future journey. And here we are. So we announced this yesterday and we knew that I told my team or we told ourselves that no matter how we do this, there will be some bumps, right? We There's no way to determine ahead of time how thousands and thousands of people who use a daily service are gonna to react to change. And again, my commitment is to continue and adapt based on not just what we see in the future, but based on your feedback. So here's a summary of the changes. And then I'll tell you about some, you already heard about one adaptation we, we, uh, we, we had, but the summary of the changes is we've separated our pricing into what we call retail and something we call offset. We can talk about the terminology, but just to be very clear, the retail pricing is intended for organizations, both public and private, for people who want to pay the full rate. And you go, what's the full rate? That full rate reflects ultimately the, the cost to deliver the, the quality of service that we have today, plus the quality of service that we continue to deliver, continue to invest. The pricing also reflects what the market is already paying for services like IRA. Um, for example, you know, the deaf and hard of hearing community um, enjoys ASL and other either in-person or, or online services at the rates that you see at our retail level. And this pricing is much more costly on a per minute rate than what we've been providing individuals. We know that. But because that pricing is now kind of on par with what access partners and other organizations are paying for services like Kyra, it reduces some of the challenge we have when we're engaging a new business or entity who then will look at what are our old prices, you know, which are significantly lower and question, why is that? Like, why can't I have the price for the individual? And while we can talk about it, it doesn't help when it's not a public, you know, price. So the ability to be able to communicate that we have a retail price at the levels you see really sets us up collectively to grow the service. All right, so that's that's why we have retail price. So the next thing we introduced was offset pricing. And we debated on the term and we can talk more about that term, but I think many of you come to know this is the price that you as an individual has access to um, and, it's, and it's significantly lower, it's 60% lower than the retail price. Um, and it's again, intended for individuals. And then you might ask, well, I heard you didn't put that on the website. What's what's that about, Troy? Why why did we have to call into care? That doesn't make sense. Um, what were you hiding? Like, and I get that it caused some anxiety uh, and some chatter online. Some of you called me. Some you know we've talked to a bunch of folks. Like, why why this? You know, it was an explicit choice, and the rationale was as follows. I think you know that we've always had a passion for listening. Right, it's in our core way that we operate, we believe that we should listen and engage the community. And when we thought about releasing all of this information online for self-service, we realized we wouldn't be able to get into the dialogue with y'all to really understand how you react to it and what 
you know, what, what didn't we think about? And so that was the rationale. And I know that, you know, it, it maybe could have been more transparently described, like why you have to call in the care to start. And as we listened, we, we heard all of the, you know, the, the challenges, both in the concept and some of the thoughts on, on how we priced. And that's, for example, why Janine started off at the top of the hour. You know, we made a mistake. We said that we were going to keep, you know, current pricing, if you will, or current 20, 2022 pricing in place through, through the end of January. We said that we'd do that, but all of a sudden, hey, these add-on minutes are now more expensive. I thought, so we're like, yeah, that's a miss on our part. So that's why we've corrected. So those conversations have helped us listen or I guess helped us uh, make some changes and react. And as a, as you know, as long as I'm at Ira, you know, one of the things that um, I think is really important for a company to be able to do is, you know, adapt, admit when there's a mistake made, but you know, react quickly, right? So speed is important. Another thing we heard about was, hey, I don't want to call into care. It might be a long wait time. And so yesterday we released a self-service mechanism so you can access access those prices. And while at the same time, the wait time for customer care has dropped to near zero, at least as of, I think, noon today or earlier today, um, I just want to be clear, we're not, we're not hiding the pricing. There's no you know, hidden uh, nefarious thing we're doing here. We're, we're ultimately, we're just looking to, to engage in some early discussion. I think those are the main points that I wanted to cover from a technical, you know, brass tacks. But now I want to talk just a little bit um, about, you know, the, the future and going forward. And this will be probably the shortest point. But going forward, now that we've established that there's this retail price that's on, on par with other services and there is an appetite for organizations, public and private, to pay for that. And knowing there's a gap, if you will, relative to what individuals can pay, this is the year that I wanted to start engaging you and others on helping advocate for visual interpreting as a standard, as a service. You know, we, Ira alone cannot create the market awareness for others. Um, we know a vast majority of people understand ASL interpretation, but our question really is why do so few not know about visual interpreting, you know, the, the service that IRA implements. So I'm not asking for like specific reactions today, but that is the question and that is the journey is, you know, if we all believe that a service like IRA is critical and a right, then it's together we create it. And I know that obviously part of funding such a um, complex and important service, you know, is the funding aspect, I think together you know, we create that advocacy. We we you know find ways to raise that awareness. So I know I've talked for a while, and hopefully I've uh, you've stayed with me. But um, I, at this point, I am going to open it to questions and ready for any and all. And Troy, we are going to take uh, questions in a couple ways here. You can put your question in the Q and A panel of the Zoom meeting. You can put your question there. You can also comment on our YouTube live stream. We are not going to take any live comments this evening, but we have a number of comments, actually, that came in prior to the
the podcast. And uh, Sandy, do you want to bring up a couple of those? Um, I've actually got one that I can paraphrase really quickly to build on what Troy was saying. Uh, so Troy, why do we have to answer all these questions when we call care? And why do we have to fill out this little form to get the PDF? What's behind that? Yeah. So remember I said that the offset pricing is for individuals. And so the most important question in there is, are you an indiv individual? Like that is the one that we really care about. That's the one that helps us kind of redirect. So if you're, you know, if you're a business calling to look for pricing, you're like calling to get service, um, you need to be looking at the retail pricing. That's, you know, that's the, the standard price that, you know, business organizations pay. Um, so that's the most important question. The others, frankly, are for us to better assess um, who's calling the demographics. And just as an example, another question we're removing, because I we see where the question causes anxiety. And frankly, you know, we were just looking to, these are all options. Op besides the individual question, everything else is optional. We're just here collecting demographic information so that we can you know, better grow our access business. But I can see, or we, we kind of, in hindsight now, realize that the question about your income level, having that question so close to the question of like, are you an individual and, and are, will you, will Ira give me offset pricing caused anxiety that's just not useful. So we're, we've removed that question. But the main thing is like, are you an individual? The rest are just optional questions that we are gonna use to assess for example, where people you know are employed or if they're employed, like that helps us grow because that's our you know focus on education and employment. If you don't want to answer those, you know, decline to state is just totally fine. It's just an optional question. Alrighty. So let's bring on one of those questions that we submitted prior to the call. Sure. So give me one sec. I have a few screens open. I want to make sure my microphone is open. I was going to say, if you have as many tabs open as I do at this point. Um. <laughs> I do. I just wanted to make sure my microphone was open. So um, good afternoon and good evening, everybody. It's Sandy speaking. So let's see. We have uh, we had a couple of questions about the add-on minutes. Uh, why are they so much more costly? And is there, I paraphrase here, is there any way that we could still have access to purchasing add-on minutes at the uh, pre-price increase announcement? So just to recap, as Janine announced at the top of the call, and Troy referenced it as well in his remarks, from now until January 31st, so keeping all of the dates aligned, with moving from our existing pricing to our new pricing, you can still, or I shouldn't say still, you can once again buy add-on minutes at the prices you are familiar with. And in the Q&A, I posted those numbers. You can purchase the add-on minutes in the app, or if you need to call CARE, they can assist you with that. There's another question, uh, bear with me for a split second. I just wanted to recap those numbers out loud. So uh, 25 minutes for $30, 50 US dollars, forgive me, 50 minutes for 50 US dollars and 100 minutes for 90 US dollars. So again, from now until January 31st, uh, purchase in-app or call our lovely 
customer care agents. And um, Sandy, if I can interrupt you just one minute, yes. another thing that we have done from now through the end of the month is we have lifted that 5% uh, barrier where uh, before you had to use up 5% of your existing minutes in order to be able to buy new minutes. That has been lifted through the end of this month. Great. Thanks, Janine. That's an important point. We've got the second question here that was submitted in advance, and I'm going to pose this one for Savannah. So question for Savannah. For those of us who are retaining our current plans, so intro, standard, or advanced, if we decide to change and become a guest and we have purchased minutes, will we be able to retain those minutes? And I just want to give a second or two here for Savannah's interpreter to relay that question. Awesome. Thanks, Sandy, for the questions. Hi, all. Uh, the question, the answer to the question is no. Once the subscription plans are canceled, those minutes are lost. So highly encourage all of our explorers to call care and make a change in your plans uh, by selecting a new 2023 legacy plan or a new platinum silver um, plans. And um, yes, so once subscription is canceled, minutes are lost. But again, back to Sandy's uh, earlier comment, about 5% is removed, as well as expiration date is up to two years. So the minutes you also purchase, um, uh, the purchasing bundle minutes are not expired until within two years. So I wanna make sure that that was also clear. Please do not hesitate to call CARE or reach out and let us know that you would like a call back. We'd love to follow up and provide any clarity or questions you may have. Awesome. Thank you, Savannah. Um, good question. A lot of people are asking. Um, let's see, do we want to take the rest of our pre-submitted questions now, or do we want to head on to a couple of other items here uh, from Troy and Savannah and then go right into the plans? What do you think, Troy? I yield to the boss. I was going to say, we, we can come back. We, you know, if, um, if we have time at the end, we, could, we can answer questions. Sure. Alrighty. So tell us about, Troy, we've got kind of a, a year in review here, a couple things to break the um, the tension of talking about money. Um, we had quite a year in 2022 at IRA. You know, I think every year that puts the beginning of 2020 in the rearview mirror is oh, good. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, who knows what's ahead? I think this year, I'm, I think you guys know, I'm, uh, I'm at tech guy at heart because I know technology can, you know, be, be has a lot of leverage. Um, I've learned that through many different startups and I think we continue to see it in the marketplace. I mean, I haven't even had time to catch up with CES. Um, we've been so busy on this and I can't wait to dive in. I've heard a lot of interesting um, new gadgets and, and information, but here at IRA, this year was really, the start of where the where, where we started investing, we talked about some hires, and I think you know I first start by I'm so proud of the the dev team. Um, if any of you have worked on the beta, you know worked with the, the the beta efforts, or you're a desktop user, you are experiencing the the future of Ira. You saw the um, you know the the first use of Ira as 
outside the form factor of Android or iOS. You saw the fact that we should reshape it so that it could be more flexible overall, which is to say you can now enjoy that IRA experience on Blindshell. Um, you can enjoy it on any of your laptops and almost any browser with multiple screen readers. And you don't have to call on a phone and you get the messaging, you get the screen sharing. Um, you saw us add, this, this one at some point needs a campaign. I think a lot of people are still unaware that we're, we're no longer a single remote control desktop company. What does that mean? You don't have to use TeamViewer. There are two other solid choices um, with, with instructions on how to use them on our website, one of them being the built-in um, Microsoft uh, technology that allows two people to connect and share a desktop. And, and I'm fumbling because I can't remember the name. Quick Assist. Yes, Quick Assist. Yep. Quick Assist. Yeah, so Quick Assist is available. It's built into Windows, which makes it easy for you to use, nothing to install, really. Um, the other one is from Google. It's uh, I, th I think it's called Chrome. Chrome, Chrome, Remote, Chrome Desktop. Remote Desktop. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, it's accessible. It's easy to use. It's not TeamViewer. Some of you like TeamViewer, some of you don't. Our job is to make as many potential solutions available that you know we can we can support. So we we added that support. We also um, have started with the mobile data and iOS. And ultimately, the purpose of this platform and the technology that we're investing on the client side is to make it possible to release features, capabilities across everything at once. So we don't have to have a massive development team because we're trying to be efficient with the money that we have. Um, that allows us to contemplate even more. Um, I didn't even mention, I forgot to mention, InVision was made possible because of this, this change um, that the code that's running and connecting InVision glass calls to the back end to the agents is frankly, the same code that's in the desktop that frankly is the same code in the beta and the blind shell. So anyway, that's the focus on tech. So it's not just about where we put it, but it's the opportunity in the future that if we want to add something to the experience, um, we can do it very efficiently. So that's a change we made. Um, the other one I'll point to, which you know I've heard from many of you, like Troy, sometimes I call, I have a long wait time. Staffing labor, and I use the word labor, I should say agents. Finding, I should say start with finding agents. We always talk about it is harder to get into IRA to be an agent than it is to um, you know, be accepted to Harvard. We, we like to talk about that from a statistical point of view, um, but we are very picky about who we hire. And there's more and more explorers every day. So we, we're always having to grow our staff. And at times in 2022, there were some challenges, but what you didn't see is behind the scenes, we're figuring out how to do this scale up faster. We're figuring out how to train agents faster and or more completely. And so that's a lot of things that are hard to show off, like a, like you can't put your hands on it, but you hopefully have experienced some of that, that growth and improvement that leads to a faster um, pickup by an agent and a higher quality. And again, as I said in the opening monologue, we're, we're not even... We're just getting started, folks. We um, we have so many ideas and thoughts, some from you, some about what we can do better. And then finally, access. Um, I know many of you, you know, if you're if you're not employed, if you're 
not looking for a job, if you know you're using Ira at home or or you know kind of on your own, sometimes you're like, yeah, access, you know, I'm waiting for when my local grocery store or when places that I go provide access, but we have expanded the network and we continue to expand the network. And you may not see this, but we have many, many new employers and universities. And you think about that, you think about all of that growth in terms of some pay, in some cases, people getting new jobs, income, and some people progressing through college. Um, this is all a long game play that, you know, is empowering this community or helping empower this community to, you know, be more um, efficient, sustainable, independent. And, you know, I could, I could talk a lot about what specific, you know, those, the specifics, but I can tell you the data is all there. You know, we are, we're definitely making an impact, but we're just getting started. And then finally, we have definitely added, you know, some airports and uh, I think Phoenix is one. Janine, you might be able to rattle off even a few more. We've, uh, you know, TD Bank is something that continues to grow and I think primarily added last year. Um, and I think what you're going to find in 23, um, we've got a lot of deals that are in the works, some pretty exciting ones. Uh, some, can't hint too loud, but some that you've been asking for um, are, are kind of close, close, very close. And, and we're excited about that. So I think this year was, you know, a strong push on the technology, kind of a, a, a strengthening of the operational qualities of IRA by, you know, improving staffing and then just a continued momentum on, on access. And Troy, we do have a couple transit systems that have joined us. The most recent one is Tulsa. But even more importantly, we have a couple of states that have joined us in providing uh, IRA. Yeah. yeah, those are huge. <laughs> and I'm sure we can talk a little bit about those. Well, let me just, I mean, real quick, let's talk about Alabama. Yeah, right? so let's do. It gets back to the point. What did I leave us with? Like, this is the year of, you know, engaging those who or with us or want, you know, have the time, the energy, and the passion is advocacy, but advocacy and accessibility start with A, and so does the state of Alabama. <laughs> and, you know, if you're in the state of Alabama, it's pretty amazing. You can get IRA for free to do whatever you want, right? Like, it's pretty crazy. And, uh, and, and we're just getting started with them, but that, that's a, that's a first of its kind. Like many other states, you know, Connecticut's awesome, um, essential services, transportation, but Alabama is like wide open. Um, I don't know, you know, what what the limits will be there, but that's that's a shining star, um, you know. And, and and like you said, the transit system. So we'll we'll end up doing a. We could have done a deeper retro on the on the access deals, but um, I think. And stay tuned to IRACast. We may uh, we may dive into that here, uh, in our first episode of IRACast for this year. We actually had a question out there that I'm going to throw over to Savannah, and it was asking, um, someone was asking to give some examples of uh, how services for the deaf and hard of hearing are, are paid for, and what that kind of, uh, what those services look like in terms of pricing. I'm sure many of the explorers despite uh, new information, but I identify the deaf individual and I rely on sign language interpreting as service and in the workplace and an event in all ways around communication. So I wish there was an era version 
for the deaf community that there isn't in such an app or a resource or a tool the deaf community currently can use in order to subscribe to access. But I can share from not only from through my lived experience, but also speaking for the you know the community in general. Deaf individuals, when they're out and about, with an exception of making a phone call, oftentimes we do have to take on the access cost on ourselves, whether it is going to a doctor's appointment, to a meeting with our contractor, to a hospital visits, taking care of loved one, which I recently experienced about a couple of months ago, to academic setting. Oftentimes, those advocacies of requests are there and often denied, just like we are, you know, explorers experience from time to time. And if I had to make a decision between going without access or using, I do have to leverage my closed network of sign language interpreters and often ask them to come for support. However, it is non-community respected to just ask for volunteer time and opportunity, but often we do pay for those services ourselves out of pocket. And in case it's not aware, general awareness Typically, an individual interpreter working for one hour, sign language interpreters, their pay ranges, um, depending on the schedule left in, but they typically range between $65 to $85 an hour, up to $120 an hour for medical or legal interpreting. So those are costs that we, deaf community themselves, also pockets and pays by the hour when requesting service. It ranges in all different times. I myself uh, having to, not recently, long time ago, um, having to go through graduate program, panel interview, academic setting refused to provide access and I had to pay out of my own pocket to participate and apply for a graduate program. So I wanted to share that the community um, service needs are similar and yet in some ways different but we, they also pay for out-of-pocket for stuff. Now, how does that relate, Savannah, to public access, things like what we call our access partner network, but let's say uh, a, a business wants to bring in a sign language interpreter for an event. How do the costs relate in terms of, uh, like what we have here is our retail pricing. Are they similar? Are they along the in that range? I think Troy mentioned it a little bit earlier, but... Uh, I think we had a question about that. It's similar, in fact, more um, because it's interpreters have their own individualized fees. And uh, but in range, we do have access to video relay interpreting services. And a deaf individual has an opportunity to use it to dial in to connect to any called dialed in meeting, which means whether it's a Google meeting or Zoom meeting like this to calling in anywhere from a doctor's appointment um, and 911 emergency to calling a loved ones. Those services are typically provided by the um, FCC and they're offered for free. And one of the reasons that, you know, that concept started is that the community is not... um, able to make a 911 phone call. That is what it inspired from. However, the services have kind of expanded from there. Um, And so today we have many 
to fund sign language interpreter agencies as well as bigger companies like Sorensen that offer video relay services, including video relay interpreting services, as well as freelance services. And the ranges of those costs are pretty high, but I, as an individual, if I wanted today to have access to an interpreter to an employment um, for an interview process, let's say, and I'm not able to get that from the employer, I can simply go online and put in a request um, and then have the interpreter with, with me in person at the job site or on Google or Zoom. Um, so they are majority of the sign language interpreting services offered and events such as conferences and so forth. Those are all covered by conference attendees. However, majority of services um, are federally funded. So many deaf people will choose to leverage services through vocational rehabilitations as well as you know, local agencies to get access to surveys. And I think this is why it's so critical for all the, all the individuals within the disability community, not just the blind the vision, but also to be able to effectively advocate and get the businesses to pay for the services that needed as a form of accommodation or as a form of creating inclusive places, whether it is workplace, academic employment, or at a conference on events. So um, many, it has become such a norm to see sign language interpreters on stage and conferences, concerts, uh, events, that is now becoming more and more common and expected. And there is more awareness on providing this type of service broadly for the community. And that goes into years of advocacy that the community has had to do. So uh, my call to action, if I had any today, besides calling care to have any questions or answers, um, I highly encourage the community to discuss their needs um, and use of IRA to be covered by their employer and as well as their universities or any events and give us the opportunity to support from this end to ensure the cost is passed on to to the access partner versus the individual explorers itself. So. I hope that answered the question, Janine. Absolutely. Thank you for that background as well. And uh, boy, Troy, that sounds a lot like uh, what Savannah was talking about. It sounds a lot like the path that we are going down and the, the call to action that you gave us earlier in that we need help advocating on these levels to get our services included in you know, either federal or state or some sort of governmental or private sector kind of funding. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, I mean, I guess we could say this, the journey's already started. Like we have over 200 access partners that already shows that there's appetite to provide this, whether state or organization It's just raising that awareness so that the, you know, that, that I'm going to call it a sales cycle, but so that conversation moves more quickly. And that even means spilling out into the general population, right? Like I don't think anyone, when they see an ASL interpreter, you know, at, at a podium during some news broadcast or some um, conference, um, everyone goes, yeah, that makes sense. You should, you should have uh, an interpreter to provide access to that information. We see wheelchair ramps. We don't give second thought. In fact, if you don't see one, sometimes you may think, huh, I wonder why there's no wheelchair ramp. 
that's the future. Like just to bring that this tool, visual interpreting, whether it's provided by Ira or not, in into the forefront, into everyone's mind, and and therefore you know make it more ubiquitous and ultimately, you know, spread the cost to deliver the service out across those entities that can afford it the most. Well, Sandy, let's start talking plans because we want to give folks the information that uh, they have come here for about our offset pricing, about how they can get their PDF uh, of the offset pricing, the accessible PDF that is going to list all of the currencies that we currently uh, operate with and all of the plans as they are laid out with the features that they have now. And so first of all, let's tell everybody how they can get that, then we'll go through all the plans. Absolutely. Thanks. Before I tell you how you can get that, uh, I'll just say I've been typing away furiously trying to answer as many questions as people have posted in the q and I'm taking a pause because I can't do two things at once. And I will get back to that um, after I tell you about, about the plans of prices. So first, as uh, and and this was one of the questions we received in advance. Um, can I get the price list without having, uh, sorry, I'm one screen over the other. Can I get the price list without having to request it? Um, yes, but no. Uh, we need to know that you want it. So we'll need for you to reach out and request it. And I'm going to tell everybody how to do that right now. Um, we've put a simple URL together. It will take you to a short, short form, just asking for your email address and your name and I think your phone number. Yes. And and immediately uh, an email will come back to you with an accessible PDF attached to it. And so that URL is um, HTTPS colon slash slash and I'll put this all in the Q&A in a moment, bit.ly slash IRA offset. So it's be like boy, I, T like Tom, dot L like lollipop, Y like yellow, bit.ly slash IRA offset, all one word, no capitalization, no punctuation, A-I-R-A-O, F, F, like Frank, Frank, S, like Sam, E, T, like Tom. So bit.ly slash IRA offset. If you go to that URL, again, it'll take you to a really short form. You fill that form out, submit, and within a handful of minutes, an email will come back to you with an accessible PDF attached. The accessible PDF is the 2023 plans and prices. And what you'll find will be the full retail price that we've already shared broadly. And then what you would pay monthly after uh, the IRA contribution. And the prices are in US dollars, uh, British pounds sterling, uh, New Zealand dollars and Australian dollars. And it goes top to bottom um, as the plans increase in minutes and other features. 
And I'm going to talk about that right now. All right. This is the medal ceremony right here. Exactly. <laughs> this is, that's a good way to think about it, Janine. This is our version of the Olympic uh, uh, end, end little, of- A little bit of a twist here on it. Yeah. End of the competition uh, award ceremony. So there are three clan types and we've called them by uh, precious metal names, silver, gold, and platinum. And they increase in minutes, as I'm sure you've either understood already or you're imagining now as you move from silver to gold to platinum. Within each of the three, there are three levels and we've denoted those with stars. So silver, one star, silver, two star, and silver, three star. And the same is true for gold and the same is true for platinum. The most um, basic concept in moving from silver up to platinum is the number of minutes increase. And along the way, and this is an important feature that I know people care deeply about, the ability to share and the total number of people with whom you can share your plan also increase. So let me just talk about that for, um, actually, let me talk about minutes and then I'll talk about sharing. So at the most basic plan, a silver one star, it's 15 minutes. And at the, uh, I'd say upper end of the spectrum, the platinum three star is 800 minutes. And of course, these are all per month. So I'll talk a little bit more about the sharing, and then I will pose a question to Janine about how detailed we want to get sure. about everything in between 15 minutes and 800 minutes. So sharing, probably the most important piece of information, no pun intended, to share with you is every plan with the exception of one um, is eligible for sharing. So the very first plan, the 15 minute silver one star cannot be shared. So it's one explorer, the account owner, and that's it. And then as we move up from there, um, there are plans that you can share two people total, three people total, four people total, and at the high end, five people total. And uh, just to make sure that I'm being clear, uh, when I describe those as total, so that's the primary account owner plus others for a total of either two, three, four, or as I said, at the high end, five. So some of these, obviously, when you read through them and think, wow, 500 minutes or 800 minutes, that's a lot of minutes. And even uh, with the IRA contribution, right, the, the fee per month is something that you would have to consider. But then taking it a step further, thinking about if you're looking to share with others in your family or, or a, a, a group of friends or a group of people in your network, um, Obviously, that feature about sharing would come in and be very handy. So, Janine, let me take a pause there for a second sure. and ask you 
um, what you think would be most beneficial if we want to read through any more uh, well, detail or, or pause and maybe do a couple of questions. I think let's do some questions. And I'm going to throw out the first one. So these new plans are great. When do they take effect? And do I have to get on one of them? What's what's the criteria for absolutely having, you know, needing to pick one of these plans by, by you know, the time that they are um, implemented? Sure. They're sure. available now, actually, right? Right. That's right. They are available now. Um, uh, great. That's a great question. And I know one that's on lots of people's minds. So I'm going to answer it in three parts. And what's funny about that, or at least Janine will laugh, is normally everything I respond to has two parts. Uh, so three parts. The first is, if you have what you'd think of from our old uh, menu of plans, if you have an intro plan, a standard plan, or an advanced plan right now, you do not need to make any change. And you can stay on that plan at your existing price per month through the end of 2023. So just to be clear, if you have intro, standard, or advanced, you don't have to change. You, you can change if you wish, but you don't have to make a change. So there's part one of my response uh, to uh, tell me about dates and when I have to make changes or not. Part two, if you have a community plan, uh, like one of the NFB plans, one of the ACB plans, one of the RNIB plans, CCB, or don't tell me, Janine, AECB. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, same, same story. If you have any one of those, and I should say any one of those, there's multiples in a few of those cases. If you have any one of the community plans right now, same thing. You can keep that plan through the end of 2023. Important footnote on that. Uh, Janine, Troy, and I will be having conversations with the leadership of each of those organizations about uh, plans for the future and will announce what we um, create uh, at a future Explorer meeting. So knowing the one, the plans that exist today, if you have one, you're all set, you can stay on it through the end of the year. And then third point is about the new plans. So the 2023 plans from silver, one, two, three star, gold, one, two, three star, and platinum, one, two, and three star. You can subscribe today to any one of those. You could move from one of your existing plans that we just covered to any one of those um, between now and the 31st. Uh, excuse me, um, at any time. What you have to do, if you are on, and now I'm realizing I fibbed, it's really not three answers, it's four. Um, I was wondering when you were going to figure that out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so, those, so those are all available today. If you have 
what we'd been referring to as a legacy plan. And we sent uh, three emails to everybody who is on uh, an advisor plan, um, a basic plan. I'm not going to be able to name all of those, but I'll find it when I finish speaking and I'll put it in the Q&A. They're so also if, up on the website too, right? Great, thanks. So if you're on a legacy plan, and again, you did hear from us multiple times, um, as of the 31st of January, we won't support those any longer. You you have to move to a new plan uh, to avoid an interruption in service. And you can pick from intro, standard, advanced. You could pick from the assortment of community plans if you're a member of one of those organizations. And then you can certainly pick from the list of the new 2023 plans. Uh, biggest probably takeaway for folks who are on one of the legacy plans today, we encourage you to call customer care. They can talk through the options with you and get that move set up. The, the instruction, once you have a conversation with care and make a decision about moving from a legacy plan to one of the plans that I just um, listed, and again, forgive me, but multiple times, uh, the, uh, the important point that I wanted to leave you with there is the change will take effect on your ne the next billing date after you make the decision about what plan to change to. So let me pause and um, ask Janine if there's something you want to, if you think we should go back to add to or clarify. Sure. Well, let's go to, um, do we have any questions, comments out there from YouTube, Sid? Any Anything that people are confused about, maybe would like to hear a little bit more about? Well, let's just say there's a general trend as far as a little bit of clarification on what do we need to do. And, um, but, but what I would recommend to folks is if you do have a question, either post it directly into the chat line on YouTube or in the Q&A within uh, the Zoom interface. Uh, if you raise your hand, unfortunately, because of time and because of the sheer volume of questions, we're just not able to work everything in. But we have I almost guess, 200 people on Zoom. I, one of the things, <laughs> that I, and, and just a general chin, and, and it's been repeated a little bit, this is not uh, an immediate decision that folks need to make if you're an existing subscriber. Uh, one person posted, I just subscribed in December at the $29 price point. Welcome. Well, I should say right off the bat, welcome to IRA and then welcome to our family. Uh, what subscription do you recommend? And, and uh, the general thought is, is that, uh, you know, you've got a little bit of time, but talk to our customer care team when, when the moment is appropriate and 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 see but it's the kind of thing that the pricing and the changes themselves are going to retain until throughout this uh, remaining year you do not have to make an immediate change and as a welcome as a as a new uh, explorer to our community it's the kind of thing that it may take a little bit of time uh, to figure out what kind of use case level it would work for you so it's really just a matter of just kind of sorting through it a little bit and then working with the care team when it comes time to work out the plan details but uh, yeah, there's some general trends as far as kind of the pricing and when it needs to be uh, addressed. But uh, with that, I'll turn it back over to you, uh, Janine and Sandy. Sure, sure. And we understand that people are, you know, a little um, confused 
And there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of information to take in here. And I think the best thing to do if you are concerned about what to do regarding your plan, uh, and you may even be concerned about, oh my gosh, what am I going to do in 2024? So much can change. And I think, Troy, you you have mentioned before that so much can change between now and then. Um, you know, we are putting this in place so that we'll have something at uh, this time next year to refer back to. But, you know, we certainly can be agile and we can change things too. So whatever the case may be, you know, we'll be here and we will explain it and our customer care folks are ready, which is fantastic. So let's see, do we have anything in the Q&A, Sandy? We have lots of stuff in the Q&A. Just, yeah. just uh, <laughs> two or three comments um, one, there are a lot of questions in the Q&A. I don't think we'll get to all of them. Uh, we'll save them and then do our best to answer and post. So please rest assured if you posted something here that we don't get to live tonight, uh, we'll, we'll do our best to get it answered and we'll share that in the community groups online. Uh, first thought. Second thought. Um, I shared wrong information earlier in the Q&A about purchased minutes. We have we had two wires that got crossed. One, uh, that they expire two years from date of purchase. Another, which is what it says in your app, that they don't expire. I've corrected myself in the FAQs here, or not FAQs, excuse me, in the Q&A, but wanted to say it out loud. Krista suggested, thank you, Krista. Um, to say it out loud. So today, current course and speed, purchase minutes don't expire. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to just share, a uh, short form answer. If you have intro, standard, advanced, or a community plan, you do not have to make a change. If you have a legacy plan, and as Janine said, the list, and there are a good dozen of them. If you're on a legacy plan, it won't be supported after January 31st. And you do need to call customer care and move to a new plan. And your new plan will be effective on the first billing date after you make that change. And let me fill in on that. We had originally given everyone a date of the 17th of January, we moved that out to the 31st. And if you made that choice prior to uh, assuming that we were going to flip the switch on the 17th, you can call customer care and we'll discuss your options with you. If you feel like, hey, I got cheated out of a billing cycle, you know, please call us and, and we can discuss that with you. Um, the, the biggest answer, I think we should all be holding up this sign that says call customer care. You can also email customer care if the hours of uh, their operation are not conducive to you. Um, you can certainly email them support at ira.io. And the customer care hours are 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'm not even going to try to convert that, but we do have it converted, I think, in some of our documentation. Uh, but 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, and that is seven days a week, folks. So they are here over the weekends and so please give them a call. Our call volume has uh, lessened significantly uh, from Monday. So, you know, you should be able to get in pretty quickly. 
someone posted a compliment for the customer care agents, basically saying um, people were reacting to all of the information we shared Monday, um, some maybe with a little bit of emotion or steam, and paid a great compliment to the customer care agents about their, no pun intended, their care, their patience, their knowledge. Um, so thanks for recognizing that. They did a yeoman's job. They always do a yeoman's job, but in particular, Monday and Tuesday, uh, addressing everybody's inquiries. So th thanks. I don't remember who posted it, but thank you for recognizing them. And we'll make sure that they um, they get that message. That is awesome. And that gives me a chance to flip it back over to Savannah, who is the leader of that particular team and all of our service delivery. Um, Savannah, do you have any service delivery updates for us? Anything you'd like to talk about? Uh, yes, just to add on, I meant to add that earlier. Uh, the questions that we ask, customer care team asks prior to offering offset pricing information. The, inf the survey questions we got received feedback, I mean, understand some might be uh, uncomfortable to respond. So the question in regards to salary inquiry has been removed. Please know the intention of gathering this data is for internal purposes only. IRA does not sell, distribute, or share information share received from our explorers. We're truly just trying to understand our explorers, demographic of our customers, where they work, where they go to school, in ways that we can look for an opportunity for future partnerships and also understand their needs. So if you, call care and the inquiry for questions do the answers to the questions do not impact the offset pricing that you're going to get offset pricing information is available for everyone now who inquires about it the importance is we truly just wanted to gather information so if you also are not comfortable responding to any of our questions you can just simply let care team know uh, it is non-mandatory, and again, information, it is used for internally for IRA purposes only. It is not intended to sell, distribute, or uh, use the data in any way outside of IRA. So um, I appreciate the kudos for CARE team, and I will make sure to communicate that back. We are, um, we welcome all feedback, good and the bad and the ugly. But more importantly, I wanna make sure everyone is aware, please do not wait until the 31st call. We highly encourage everyone to make an effort to call us or email us as soon as they make a decision on what plans and pricing to purchase. Um, thanks all, and I'll pass it on back to you, Janine. Thank you so much, Savannah. And I have to say the care team is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So uh, let's see, Sandy and Sid, any other questions or comments that we would let's, like to address? Uh, let's see, Sid, I'll let you take a peek at YouTube. I'm looking at what we received in advance. We talked about the questions the care team is asking. Thank you, Savannah, for clarifying that. We talked about how folks can get a copy of the price list. And for um, anybody who wants to uh, hear that URL again, I did just put it or, or potentially copy it. I did just put it 
in the Q and A. Um, let's see. And I've also posted the uh, link over on YouTube as well, oh, as part of the chat feed as well. Great, fantastic. Um, I think we have a handful of questions that are very specific about certain uh, about access partners in certain countries or uh, perhaps where we are in discussion with other organizations, uh, which I'm answering. But no, I think um, I think we've covered probably the 80-20 rule. We've probably covered 80 um, percent uh, of what's on people's minds. Fantastic. Well, um, Troy, I'm going to give you sort of the last before I do the roundup of of links and info and whatnot. Uh, what are your final words for everyone tonight in this first oh, well, first um, meeting of the year? Yeah, wow. first meeting of the year. <laughs> uh, I guess first off, I really do appreciate. I've said it before. I, I appreciate feedback, um, good, bad, direct. Um, we, you know, even even flattery is is useful, but you know we're here to listen and you know grow the service based on on your input. I know that when it comes to money and pricing, this this is stressful. I get it. Um, you know, my commitment is to continue to provide the most affordable service. That's why we have free. It's why we have offset, and look for more. I guess actionable information in the future as we go on this journey to raise raise awareness and ultimately distribute more of the cost of the service across organizations, government, private, public. And I think again, we're just we're we're still at the beginning, folks. I mean, you know, there's companies that have been around 10, 20, 50 years. Um, and when you look back and if you've been part of the beginning of some of those, and I have, it's just always so interesting to see, you know, some of the changes and the, you know, the, the, the way a company gets to solve a market is, is when they have an open conversation with the customers that matter most. So if anything more, I close with anything, it's, I really hope you know that we deeply care. We're, we're, we're very invested in in you and this and this outcome that we're looking to deliver of independence. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, I remain very excited about the future because I think you can all see that we're just starting to be in a position to invest and, and grow the service, whether that's through technology or improved um, agents. Wow. <laughs> It's a fantastic uh, message to go forward with. Well, we will be appearing on a couple podcasts in the near future. Uh, one will be, of course, the Blind Abilities uh, podcasts with uh, Jeff Thompson. We are also going to be on ACB Radio uh, several times toward the end of the month and RNIB Radio, I believe, coming up in the near future. And I'm sure we'll be elsewhere as well out in the media. And we'll let everyone know when we'll be on those podcasts. We've already done two and we're going to do more. Uh, if you, again, are interested in getting a PDF, an accessible PDF of our new pricing, you could do that by going to https colon slash slash bit dot lee slash ira offset that's b-i-t dot l-y slash a-i-r-a-o-f-f-s-e-t no uh, capitalized 
capitalization, no punctuation. And you can go there. You will be taken to a short form. And we are doing that to get some basic information from folks. And there is only one question that is mandatory when you call CARE. We need to know whether you are an individual or not before we can uh, talk to you about plans and pricing and things like that. So now, how do you contact customer care? You ask, well, you can do that by calling between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific time here in North America. And that number is 1-800-835-1934. If you are in need of one of our international numbers, those can be found on our website under the Contact Us link. You will find all of the international numbers for the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Ireland. So all of those are there. Or you can email us support at ira.io. And that's also a great place to uh, give us your thoughts about all of the recent news from IRA. We're going to have some big news next month, I think, uh, about some of the things that Troy talked about with our desktop app and our mobile app and some interesting things. We will also be at CSUN, and their registration for uh, individuals has just opened up, so be sure and uh, look toward March. Uh, we'll be doing some fun things at CSUN. Uh, I would like now, though, to close us out by thanking everyone, our panelists tonight. We have, of course, our CEO, Troy Attilio. Thank you very much. We have Savannah Massey, who is our Vice President of Service Delivery. And then, of course, we have the other half of my brain, uh, Sandy Marcus, from, who is our VP of Marketing. Thanks, Janine. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate your time and attention tonight. Well, tonight for me, sorry, this afternoon, tonight, or late night for us. Where, wherever we may be in the world, early morning in some places. That's right. That's right. And of course, our wonderful producer, Sid. Thank you so much, Sid. Thanks, Jardine. Thanks, everybody. And we appreciate everyone coming out. We will have a transcript of this podcast also. Uh, and this should be published in our podcast feed probably tomorrow, Friday at the very latest. I want to thank everyone for coming. I'm going to grab my Braille calendar here. Let me hold that up. And my 2023 Braille calendar for our February call. And that will take place on Wednesday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Ooh, ooh. So we will uh, speak with everyone then. This has been Janine Stanley for IRA.